Hi everyone, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following podcast belong solely to the host and its contributors. They are not necessarily the views of our employers, organizations, committees, or other group or individual. I'm David Campbell. And I'm Joseph Whitney. This is Brewing with BIM. Where we talk about construction processes, technology, BIM, and beer. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brewing with BIM. As usual, I'm Joe Whitney, and with me is Dave Campbell. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Joe. Not much. Another beautiful day, right? Another beautiful day. Is it raining where you are? Ah, fortunately, no. It is. Uh, it just came through, I think, yesterday. Rained most of the day, but knocked down the temperature quite a bit, so that was nice. Oh, yeah, but now it's a little muggy, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm there with you. Uh, you ever realize that we sound like old men? Like we start off our conversations talking about weather, uh, <laughs> and then it just goes into complaining about stuff, and then we get to the point of whatever we want to chat about. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, hey man, uh, it's been been a few days since we chatted. Uh, I know we've kind of got a big day planned ahead of us with lots of meetings and all that stuff, and we're doing kind of a weird thing. We're doing a mid midday episode and, and uh, kind of breaking up the monotony here. Um, so I know I'm keeping a light on what I'm drinking. What are you drinking, my friend? Oh, I got a bottle of Oliver Blueberry Moscato. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it's a local winery out of Bloomington, Indiana. Um, I, I love their wines and I've seen, uh, kind of been watching their summer series and they had a blueberry, cherry and lemon Moscato come out. Oh, wow. Blueberry from Bloomington. That sounds, Mm -hmm. that sounds great. I'm all about the alliteration. I'm uh, drinking, uh, believe it or not, out of my handy-dandy Autodesk make-anything steel tumbler. I think I got it at an AU conference <laughs> years ago. Uh, and I'm drinking uh, just a splash of whiskey mixed with some ginger ale, a little mock-up 7 and 7, if you will. Nice. I, uh, yeah, keeping it light. Not too much alcohol today, just a little bit. But um, we've, you know, we've been throwing around ideas about what we wanted to chat about today, and I kind of had a good one out that I think some of our newer listeners or entry-level listeners would probably get a kick out of. And that's um, talking about Bluebeam, man. Uh, I know we've done some stuff on previous episodes where we talked about Bluebeam. We actually had a full episode dedicated to Bluebeam in the past. If you haven't listened to that, that's a great episode, guys. But uh figure today, man, you're the Bluebeam expert. You're uh, Mr. Bluebeam Know-It-All, presents at, you know, XCon and you know, you're, you're the guy. People know you uh, primarily for Bluebeam. So, um, I thought I'd, uh, you know, pretend I'm, you know, new to Bluebeam or interested in Bluebeam and ask you a few questions. Yeah, dude. All right. Let's do it. All right. Well, great, man. Well, first of all, you know, everybody talks about Bluebeam and, uh, you know, in a quick summary, man, what is it? Well, Bluebeam Review, I mean, Bluebeam is a company, right? They're owned by Nemechek, but Bluebeam Review um, is a is a PDF. By, by the way, can, can we agree Nemechek sounds like a, a bad, a villain's name in like a movie? Like I was thinking like Die Hard Nemechek. or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, dude, so yeah, I mean, Bluebeam Review is, is, a, uh, is a PDF reader writer at its base. I mean, you know, it, it separates itself by the type of graphics that it use, which uses, which is going to be the uh, vectorized graphics, right? 
uh, vector versus raster. Uh, raster is usually the pixelated data where vectorized is kind of clean lines, arcs, pathways of information, essentially. Um, Bluebeam Review does adhere to the PDF ISO standards, um, which just means that any PDF that you print with Bluebeam Review will open um, in any other PDF, you know, reader, writer, and vice versa. If it's, you know, created in Adobe, Qt PDF, anything like that, you will be able to open it with Bluebeam. Now, in saying that, you should try to make sure that the font styles and things like that will match, right, or at least are installed on your computer, because if not, you will get a bunch of random symbols and signs and things like that that will appear in your PDF. So that's one thing. Bluebeam will run off of your uh, Windows uh, fonts and characters, so just make sure that if you're using anything like that, or if anybody else is sending you a document, you're starting to see stuff like that, maybe ask them what font they had, and you can go ahead and install that uh, into your Windows. Now, that's that's at its core, right? I mean, at its base, that's what Bluebeam does. It's meant to open and read and write to uh, PDFs, but there's just so much more to it, right? And I... I have this conversation quite a bit. Like, how does how does Bluebeam review really fit into the BIM scope, right? Well, well let me stop you there because everything you've mm -hmm. said so far sounds like Adobe. Sounds like every other PDF tool out there. What makes it specific? You know, why why are all the other AEC contractors in the industry using this? You know, why is this so widely adopted? What makes it different for our industry as opposed to you know, legal experts or whoever using uh, Adobe, like or admins or whoever. So, what's the what's the big difference here? Well, I mean, there I think there are quite a few differences. In all honesty, the biggest would have to be, um, I think, the markup tools, the tool chest, your markups list, and Studio. Uh, I mean, I really uh, the the graphics are huge for review. You know, zooming in, panning out, being able to snapshot content, edit PDF content. Um, being able to, you know, get get into the actual PDF document itself, but it's really those markup tools, you know, being able to create those tool sets that retain that smart information, you know, modifying those those markup tools to essentially store whether it's a specific workflow, it's a discipline, it's a company, you know, whatever you're looking for there, we can adjust it and track all of that information with the markups list, which is truly phenomenal it, it really is like being able to create your custom columns sort and filter you know building building out your own report essentially that you can export to you know pdf or csv summary but the piece the, the big piece that really brings all of this together i feel like this is the um kind of piece de resistance right would be studio being able to share those documents with your teammates across all disciplines, you know, any stakeholders that are involved in the project, you can collaborate in real time through a studio session and see all of those markups as they're appearing, being able to quickly reply and, you know, place statuses on markups or what have you get the sheets corrected or utilizing studio projects, which is more of a document management kind of or project management system with your folders and being able to check in document or check out documents to modify them, check them back in, you know, things like that. It, it's really that 
big piece that I think that's why it really fits into the construction industry, the AEC industry so well, just because it it's such a widely used program, right? I, I keep saying like these, these markup tools, right? Well, it's not just the markups, it's markup tools, it's measurement tools, the stamps, the images, like being able to attach images right with within comments themselves. There's a lot within this program that really, it just, uh, I guess that's why it really goes to help almost any workflow in the AEC industry, whether, you know, you said earlier admins, whether it's someone looking to collect forms or, or track the budgeting, or if it's, you know, someone putting in an RFI or submittal down to if it's a draftsman trying to find an architect's comments or, you know, the structural engineer's comments on their design review to make sure that their their design documents are as they need to be. It, it just all the way around. It's, a, so, it's been an interesting program. So what I'm hearing is, yeah, I mean, we've got great markup tools. We have a collaboration in the cloud functionality, does checkouts and revisions and all that stuff. Um, so a lot of great things, uh, you know, on that side, but, you know, let's, uh, I'll throw some scenarios at you. Say I'm a, um, I'm a, you know, dirt contractor. I do excavation and stuff. Somebody prints out a CAD file for me. You know, what can I do with it? What What is Bluebeam going to empower me to do out in the field or, or in the office with a, a PDF version of a CAD file differently than, say, you know, the PDF or the other PDF tools? So how does it differ from other PDF tools in the industry? That's kind of what you're asking there? Well, I'm asking it more tailored towards a specific uh, role. So if I'm a an excavation contractor, I'm focused on, you know, dirt work and earthwork and all that sort of stuff. You know, what is the big benefits there? You know, what's some things mm -hmm. I can do with the PDF that I normally couldn't do in, in another software? Well, the nice things there, I guess, if you utilize something like the dynamic fill, you're able to take your cut and fill measurements, right, straight from the PDF. The fact that they do have the vectorized graphics um, essentially kind of helps benefit you in a number of different ways. One, if you're searching for different things through the PDF, if you're trying to find a specific element or specific flange or page or what have you, down to even, excuse me, being able to do your takeoffs and, and your kind of quantity and analysis at that point by going through and, you know, analyzing using those, uh, the dynamic fill tool or some of the other measurement tools, Kind of what I was saying there, though, with the vectorized graphics, it's kind of nice if we utilize that dynamic fill, like the paint bucket, kind of just dump paint inside of our area, whether it's going to be the profile or it's going to be the plan view itself, right? Um, figuring out where your different cuts and fills are going to be. But the nice thing about it is as you're kind of dumping that paint bucket, it's recognizing those vectorized graphics, like those lines, as, ba as boundaries. So it's going to take out at least some of the need for, you know, drawing your poly lines or what have you to block things off or drawing your volumes to try and, and analyze what you're going to cut, what you're going to fill. But it also lets you know, you know, if we're tracking how things are going on the site, it also lets you know by setting statuses or, you know, just by being able to see if we're talking about studio sessions, what comments everyone is making in real time. And, if the supervisor out in the field is uh, going to go ahead and take pictures to associate the work that they've got done with that day, 
then go ahead and place in their daily report, place the comments on there and, and attach the images right to it and really start connecting everybody into that process. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do with Bluebeam for pretty much any discipline then, just using yeah. those those tools that you mentioned. Um, you kept mentioning vectorized data, and I, you know, I know the difference. I'm playing dumb here, but so vectorized data, um, you know, I guess really to sum it down here, uh, if I've got a job site and I've got two PDFs, one is uh, rasterized, one's vectorized, um, you know, can I do my layout, say, from that vectorized one or the rasterized one? Hail oh, yeah. Softball question to you. <laughs> Which one would you choose? Yeah. I mean, of course, if I'm if I am utilizing if I have a choice between vectorized or graph uh, a vectorized or rasterized PDF to go into something like you know magnet layout, if I'm going to use it for layout, I definitely want the vectorized data to be able to you know take those points and that line work in because that's very important as well, being able to interpret the lines from the PDF as well as the point data that I'm associating with, you know, uh, either a markup or a symbol, what have you, in that document with the elevation tag next to it. It's very important that this data comes in clean when you get it into your data collector, because some of these guys, you know, if, if you're utilizing a, uh, I want to say like an FC 5000 or 6000, 6008, um, or if you're utilizing a Samsung, you know, e either way, we're going to have to try and zoom in on those areas to try and see what's going on and find those points and so, find that data. So you're what. saying if you zoom in uh, on a rasterized, uh, the, it doesn't zoom the same, like maybe the lines are pixelated? Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. The, the lines would come through pixelated because that rasterized data is going to be the actual pixels, right? You'll see it kind of start... Um, so vectorized data keeps the same line thickness. Essentially. So you can scale it essentially, right? Where if you're scaling uh, rasterized, I would imagine uh, that scale could vary by how zoomed in you are because of the line thickness changes. Am I correct? <coughs> oh, yes, sir. Sorry, I tried to. Bless you, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly, dude. With, with dealing with the actual scaling of the document and the line weights themselves, for that to interpret correctly into your layout software, a lot of times it should be vectorized data. Nice. All right, man. Well, all right. We'll just move on, right? Um, you know, the key things there on the on the civil contractor side, um, you know, dynamic fill, raster, raster versus vectorized, um, you know, uh, doing, you know, recognize the elevations, doing QTO, that sort of stuff, which is really important on the excavation side, right? They get paid based on the dirt they move. Um, so, I mean, being accurate is, is, is uh, everything. Um, so that said, man, like now let's just move on. So we've got the dirt guys done. Let's start talking about our building. I've got uh, an architect who's drawn up a model. Um, architect hands that, that PDF set to somebody else downstream. So say I'm the uh, or or model what have you I say I'm the um, uh, the concrete guy right I'm structural mm -hmm. do it base and all that sort of foundations you know what are some tools that I would use in that space so I mean of course if if you're taking this drawing in and you're trying to get an accurate estimate to try and build your you know bid for the the actual job itself the estimation and measurement tools are are going to help you out quite a bit there in terms of being able to 
you know, take your volume tools or if you wanted to use your um, poly length measurements for even your forms, right? If we're going to go ahead and figure out what forms. But I mean, in all honesty, I could dive down really deep into this and start talking about setting up spaces <laughs> for phasing, you know, and figuring out a poor schedule within review and what markups we're, we're going to utilize for these slabs and what, you know, PSF, if we're adding any chemicals in with it, if, you know, if you're going to go pour in the rain or if you're going to pour and it starts uh, getting a little cold outside, we might have to add, you know, those chemicals in there to make it set right. And, you know, not only that, tracking, you know, when the concrete truck is in route, when it's on the site, which ones we've uh, actually actively poured, you know, there's so many different things we could go through with this to even, let's say, building the bid package itself, right? Like just being able to assemble the different documents that you would typically have in a bid package and being able to fully, I'd say, at least have confidence in the bid that you're that you're putting in. Right. So if accurate you, takeoffs. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, so if you get a drawing for somebody, you can essentially create your bid package from it, do your QTO inside of it, uh, work up an estimate. And based on the version of CAD, which is something we should talk about, you know, different versions and all that sort of stuff. But like based on the different versions, um, you know, you can do a, a full takeoff and connect back to a database of some sort, right? Excel. And then uh, work up estimates and numbers and then create your bid package. And you're saying that you can actually do tracking, which is something I actually haven't even thought too much about is doing the tracking inside of Bluebeam. But, you know, there's that component component that we think about in construction space where we just go to RFIs and submittals as far as uh, documents that we can submit. But you can create any type of form you want and do tracking and, and logs and all that sort of stuff in Bluebeam. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's an amazing piece. So real quick though, the difference between review and review standard, uh, or review standard, sorry, and review CAD is CAD primarily has the, the plugins for the CAD applications, Revit, AutoCAD, have you, where you can actually save and export out, uh, with all your hyperlinks and all that sort of stuff. Are there any other major benefits with the CAD tools? Um, not, not really. I mean, you're, that's where you're going to see like it come in with Microsoft Office that it has the plugins with Excel. Well, I thought um, Microsoft Office had all the plugins anyways. I thought like or I, I thought Bluebeam Review Standard came with Microsoft Office plugins. Well, or, it, it doesn't come with the plugins. No, it, oh, will come in, okay. it will come in with the Bluebeam Review as the printers, you know, as the printer engine. So you will be able to uh, essentially set it to print to Bluebeam PDF. But Inside of the actual, every day. Yeah, dude. Inside of the actual like PowerPoint or Office Word or, you know, what have you, you'll see that change settings and create PDF add-in kind of button, you know, set pop up after you get that CAD edition. And I mean, it's other than that, no, um, it's nice to have in a way if you're actually in AutoCAD or in Revit, you know, to start setting up your prints. If you're going to, you know, if 3D, 3D PDFs are valuable to you, yes, 3D PDFs are awesome and they come, you know, with the capability of that CAD license. But so, uh, oh, go ahead. so I'm, I'm spoiled, man. And you and I are both spoiled. We've only ever had extreme licenses. Mm-hmm. So we've always had the plugins because extreme comes with what CAD has plus more tool sets. The yep. extreme version, I will say, I, I don't trust any other uh, print drivers out of my CAD software other than the Bluebeam ones. I just prefer them all day long. Uh, so if I'm printing from Revit, I use uh, the Bluebeam uh, drivers. 
or Blueprint printers and all that stuff in the plugin. So that said, though, man, um, Extreme comes with the CAD versions. You know, what's something that you can utilize in Extreme that you can't really utilize in, say, the CAD or standard version? OCR. That's going to be OCR. one big thing. Yeah, I did about a dozen times this morning. I had some <laughs> uh, screenshots I needed to take some uh, um, data from. And I was like, you know, what? I'm not I'm not copying or I'm not typing all this out. I just did OCR on it uh, and then uh, uh, controlled seed the text, you know, selected all the text. And yep, yep. Boom, man. yeah, got, got the data I needed. Yeah, I'd say OCR slip sheeting is a really nice one. I mean, of course, there is <coughs> excuse me, the manual. <coughs> Dang, there it went. Okay. The manual process of you know, inserting pages or replacing pages, right? In your thumbnails, your document settings. Um, for those different revisions, you can insert it in, use a stamp essentially saying that it has been superseded or, or you know, use that to keep track of your versionings. But the, uh, the slip sheeting tool itself is pretty nice in the way that it works. It can either slip it in over it or replace that document it can stamp it automatically with that superseded stamp or what have you, whatever stamp you want to use there. Um, it, it's kind of nice because it can take multiple, you know, uh, sheets. If you have one combined set and you have multiple individual sheets that I got that got to come in as revisions, having that slip sheeting tool is, is pretty nice to have. It saves quite a bit of time when you're bringing those in. Well, yeah, I imagine uh, any of the batch functionality tools are just going to be uh, extreme time savers the manual yeah. process you know it is what it is on a smaller smaller set but you're talking about with a lot of changes uh a lot of revisions that happen and on a large job that's it's too much it's uh it's yeah. a pain in the butt so especially with batch function, linking too dude i'd say batch yeah. linking is a big one with giving people the the capability to navigate through those drawing sets right that's that's oh, yeah. another thing that bluebeam really has going for a review has going for it if the document is set up right or if they're using digital dashboards, those are huge um, features that can really increase the user's kind of experience within Bluebeam Review. I saw my first digital dashboard, I don't know, it must have been seven years ago, and uh, maybe six, something like that, I don't know. It was on a, a project that was completed uh, for a municipality, um, and they were so proud of it, they held an opening ceremony and showed off how cool the digital dashboard was that the uh, uh, construction firm had set up for that the <laughs> They were so impressed with it. it and I, I mean, we were all blown away. It was like, oh my gosh, like I never thought to have a freaking hyperlink dashboard. Like that's, that's pretty crazy. That's, that's next level on the Bluebeam scale as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, dude, it's a great process, especially, I mean, it's a great workflow to utilize is what I'd say in that process. It's a, it's a great workflow to utilize. That dashboard is very, very helpful if you have it all hyperlinked. Let's say, you know, even if it's just going from one page and, you know, you have all of your different links to the RFIs or to the architectural sheets, even just being able to give person, you know, people or personnel the ability to just click that button and it takes them somewhere. It, like I said, it really eases that user experience. But, you know, well, I've seen them. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Bluebeam is really already easy to use anyways. But, yeah, I agree with you. That dashboard is like you've never touched the program before, not even for five minutes. You get in there and bing, bang, boom, you've got it all. Oh, man. Yep. Like, oh, click here. Done. Yeah, exactly, dude. I've seen – luckily, I've, I've had the capability to work with, you know, several different people utilizing digital dashboards. Um, you built like, 
built a few. (laughs) I've built quite a few of them, yeah. And it's just, it it is a very cool thing to see how everybody kind of customizes it. You know, some people will have, let's say, two pages for their digital dashboard. I've seen some have six or seven where it's this, it's, it's a PDF document itself, right? But it's full of all these different hyperlinks and bookmarks to essentially get, you know, users where they need to go, depending on the full scope of the project. Yeah. And for those of you guys that don't know what a digital dashboard is, just to like think about like, um, you know, graphics that look like buttons and stuff all over the place. That'll take you to, you know, it looks like a button that you're clicking like on a website. Um, mm-hmm. But really what's happening is that box with the ver- with the words in it uh, is hyperlinked to somewhere else in the set. Uh, or I don't know if it's to another set or whatnot, but it's so give them a Google. Give yeah. them a Google. You'll find some Bluebeam digital dashboards out there if you check out. I know I've made a few videos on them. Luke Brown has some really good videos on them as well. He've done, he's done some really good digital dashboards over there for Hoffman. Um, I just, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it can be a very, very nice tool to have, especially on larger projects, right? Yes, sir. Um, gosh. Oh, I was going to say there's been, there's been quite a bit going into, especially when you're using them with, uh, a project even you can use them with you know um some sessions i want to say but most of the time i've seen them used in, in projects and especially when you have these big let's let's call them cdes those common data environments whether it's a studio project or you know it's acc docs or build or you know wherever you're keeping the information there's always going to be you know uh essentially that learning curve for the different users getting into it and knowing where to find that data, right? So the more that you can do to make it easier to navigate, the more that your users are going to, you know, I would say the better that they're going to be able to navigate through it for one, of course, for two, um, that ease of use, that ease of navigation is going to better their experience with it. And in that case, you're prone to get less pushback, right? When you're when you make something easy for your users to navigate through, if it's buttons, you know, hey, I want to go see the architectural sets. I click on architectural, and then it gives me a list of all the different, you know, sheets that I need to go through, and I just click on it, and it opens it, right? I'm not trying to look through all these different folders and drill down through whether it's going to be BIM or CAD or SIM or what have you, and then I'm going to look for this drawing and it, it can get very tiring trying to drill through drill through all of those different folders. So making a digital dashboard just makes sense. I agree 100%, man. Uh, being able to easily navigate large data sets, um, you know, that's 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 a no-brainer. So, I mean, I, I've seen Bluebeam used in a lot of different industries and for a lot of different things. I've, I've seen it used from legal for the OCR and the redaction functionality because it actually redacts text uh, from it, like so, if you're, you know, you're typing up a contract or you're sharing information, maybe it's on a contract, but you don't actually want to share the information. If you put a black mark over it, somebody can get creative and and potentially take some of that data. But what Bluebeam does is actually redacts the text and leaves a black mark there, so the text is taken out and a black mark is placed over it, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, and then I've seen it, you know, used from everything what we're talking about, where, where uh, a QTO for civil jobs, QTO for construction. I've seen architects use it for uh, uh, planning. I've seen 
um, uh, GCs use it for RFIs and submittals, uh, punch lists, uh, uh, architects, right? CA architects or architects in that CA realm, you know, are using it for their walks and stuff. And, 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 uh, you know, there's, there's so much that, that it can do. It's always, it's almost overwhelming, like thinking about getting into it, but here's the crazy thing, man. Like it's so freaking cheap software. It's like, it's so inexpensive. Cheap is a bad word. I think cheap and yeah applies to quality it's inexpensive in cost it's, it's like like 350 bucks for definitely worth definitely worth its value yeah. it is definitely a yeah. valuable product yeah it's one of those products where you're just like oh i can swallow that and the roi is instantly there uh <laughs> the ocr or not the ocr the um uh comparison the overlay functionality mm-hmm. like that's that you know that pays for itself the time savings alone pay for itself markups yeah. um but you know there's another feature set functionality that we don't ever really think about and that's in the coordination realm uh and you know with overlay yeah with, with overlay with um you know capturing an annotation so like you know you i've been in a few more than a few uh, model coordination meetings uh just sitting there usually as a fly on the wall but um i'm in there and i see them they've got you know revit up they've got navisworks up and they've got uh, Bluebeam up, and you know, at first, the first meeting, I was like, "Why is Bluebeam up in this meeting? It's crazy." But really, what they're doing is they're going through sets, they're uh, uh, capturing all their clashes, and then making annotations inside of the Bluebeam document itself, and then sharing that Bluebeam document for all to to see and collaborate on. And that's how they're pushing out. It was it was a pretty remarkable workflow, uh, and I've seen it more than you know, maybe a half dozen times used in that, maybe a dozen, probably a dozen times uh, seen in in that that instance. It's pretty cool and powerful um annotating and having everybody else collaborate in the same thing so if you're running a coordination meeting you post up a studio session um everybody's in there they're you know you know hey uh, yeah i make this change i'll move this two feet this way you're capturing like the essence of what they're going to do in the design and then people will make changes to the design you can go back and confer with the actual um you know everybody that was involved who made the changes on the the, the pdf a markup on the pdf and then say did you change this per the PDF? Yes, yes, it did. You can clearly see that. Or you can ask them, hey, look, man, you didn't make this change. Own it. You know, it's a it's a little uh, CYA for everybody, too. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, sorry, man, I got sick of playing stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm a dumb person, but I got sick of playing dumb when it came to Bluebeam. It's so, like... Uh, the reason why I wanted to chat about Bluebeam is it, it's it's in like every conversation that we have. Like literally, if we're talking about anybody anything in the AEC space, you know, usually somebody for whatever reason has come across Bluebeam, is using Bluebeam, is uh, is interested in Bluebeam, um, or you know, the they don't they they just think of it as Adobe. They've heard of it, but and I just wanted to clarify some of that stuff. Like, look, this is not a regular PDF tool. This is a PDF tool specifically for construction. It's going to cost you, you know, pretty much the same price as as Adobe, uh, maybe even cheaper. Um, but it's going to give you a little bit more functionality that's actually tailored to what we do in our space. It's it's a tool for us. And uh, you know, I, I was from uh, North Texas, and when I saw Plano, Texas, did that study where they went a whole uh, full digital for their planning room. I was like, oh, this is a great tool. And it was before, like, it, you know went super mainstream it was uh it was shortly shortly thereafter though everybody was using it so you can do things like sloped pipe you can do things like um uh floor calculations you can do things like uh 
all this sort of stuff. So you keep mentioning these markups, and I guess I'm seeing it in my head. Like I, I see you placing them, uh, and I'm looking at the markups columns on the bottom of the the document, so I know what's happening. Like I'm, I'm envisioning this. But for those people that aren't familiar with this, when you place a markup, uh, you can actually create columns on the bottom. So like there's like a mini Excel spreadsheet built into it where you can manipulate data. You can put in formulas and quantities and calculations and all that sort of stuff. But you can also tie that data back to an Excel file. Um, and that's only that one's only in uh, extreme, right? Tying it back to an yeah. Excel file. The yeah. quantity link. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, like so there's there's a lot of power in there. It's just um, something that I think more people just need to get in front of. Uh, you and I have a common friend or, or maybe I don't know if you've met her. Maybe I'm mistaken here, but uh, our good buddy Sean Hescock, uh, he built a, a dice roller so he could play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. online. I'm sure yeah. he's me too times total nerd love it man sean uh cheers to you my friend is there is there anything else you'd want people to know about bluebeam like people that are just new to it that um may be interested i know that's a, a vague question because there are a lot of different industries uh, and people use it in different ways mm-hmm. well i'd say you know yes the the forms templatizing documents um, those are important features for anyone that's going to use review. If you're doing punch walks, you can make your, you know, your punch summaries, essentially a punch list and your RFIs, your submittals, your forms in general, we can templatize all of those documents and kind of keep them in that, um, in, in our interface itself. So any user can go ahead and get in there and have that template or at least that form to go ahead and fill out the, uh, the tool chest has actually been one of the biggest things of course you know as you said there before the markups list is huge for being able to give us all of that data in like that excel spreadsheet to report it out into pdf or actually out into excel itself but you know the big thing there is that standardization right and and the standardization that we really got to look at in that case to really optimize the data and the time that you're putting in is to set up these tool sets so that the data that you're pulling out can be standardized and so, ready to go. So for those that don't know, it's uh, a tool set is so you're creating a, a markup essentially. Or measurement uh, or, or me- know, yeah, stop, what, a you're, tool. You're creating a tool um, and then you're saving that for later use, but you can actually roll that out company-wide. So every Everybody has the same same tool. So think about it as like, you know, if you're in the survey industry, description keys are the same. If you're in the, um, you know, architectural space or any of the design spaces, you want your symbology, you know, to be to to be similar across the yeah. company. There's there's standards that need to be in place, and this just helps you maximize those tools. So you mentioned that this was one of the biggest features. Uh, what you know, I'm gonna throw you on the spot here. What are some say maybe the three biggest features, uh, industry agnostic that um, you know, always, always get somebody's interest, always are probably, you know, the most talked about They're they're, you know, they, they just resonate really well. What are those top three you think? Oh, top three is going to be one standardization. When you start talking about standardization with a, a company, they instantly get it. They know why they want standardization because they've had these processes before where if they didn't standardize, users just enter in a whole bunch of random information and trying to find what's actually important is very difficult. 
So standardization, if that, that's that, you know what, that may not be a feature, but I'm just going to put it on that list anyways, because <laughs> I think it should be done. But this, the one other thing that usually gets everybody's attention is going to be our document comparison features, like a document compare, document overlay, being able to take that PDF and overlay it over the top and see the changes going on to do your 2D clash detection or to actually cloud the differences between the, the different revisions is a very, very nice tool to have. Everybody usually really loves that feature. And then um, the other one that I would say that's usually for everyone um, is, is kind of going into that redacting feature that you talked about earlier, but going a little, little bit deeper into actually being able to edit and change the PDF content itself, right? um utilizing those i do this graphics. all the time man i do this is literally like my number one feature is editing pdf text yeah and i'd say that that it's across the board man being able to get into that pdf and actually change it and make whatever you know whatever changes it is that you need whether it's correcting your spelling or if it's changing something like oh this is precasted no it's actually going to be cast in place or you know, just different things like that, being able to quickly make that change. Or changing actually geometry. I mean, I know Bluebeam's not technically a CAD tool, but you can, you know, there, there are ways to manipulate the line work. Yes. Um, so like you don't have access to a CAD tool. You don't have access, or maybe you don't want to go back to, or say, maybe you don't have access to the Word document or whatever document that the um, PDF was created from. You can actually convey your 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 intent and your changes Dude, in the document itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could even really get back into the design conversation with that as well with blocks, right? You can snapshot and take actual content from the PDF, or you can use your lines and your shapes to go ahead and draw things within review, and then essentially group them or snapshot it, add it to your tool chest. And if you're going down further review like periods, and you see that you have something missing, or this block needs to go on, or you need a quick um, reference for the typical foundation detail or how this rebar ties into, you know, the concrete going from the wall into the footing. Yes, you can quickly draw out these details and, you know, quickly like make them a block, set them in your tool chest and allow anyone in your company to use it through that standardization like we were talking about. So the, the capabilities within review, like we kind of said there at the beginning, they go across the board. Right. I mean, it, using these blocks and inside of that tool chest, standardizing the document comparison, the editing PDF content, it's just they're all powerful features. And that's, Dude. again, tying back to it. So you uh, in, in a previous episode, I had mentioned like uh, uh, BIM 360 docs like had like this, you know, now AB, uh, AEC, ABC docs. Pro or AEC, no, docs. AEC docs. Yeah. God, these freaking acronyms killing me. Yep. Um, uh so like it had like this tool in there that like i would just throw up on somebody just because i thought it was so freaking cool like there was you know it was the uh the model comparison you know where mm -hmm. it would tell you everything has changed and how much it's moved and all that sort of stuff like that to me like oh my god you gotta see how cool this is and a lot of them you know they liked it but some of them just be like yeah that has no you know we we, we have no need for this but yeah, it is cool. I get you. Is there any tool that like just you just like got to show in every presentation, whether uh, whether it applies to them or not? Or you're just like, this is too cool. You guys got to check this out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
I think usually custom columns or studio. Those are usually oh, my go-to. So studio, I think, is underrated. Um, like it, it people will use it. Uh, like a GC will initiate, and then everybody will use it. Internally, though, I feel like it's getting harder and harder to use, utilize it. Like a lot of people, uh, for whatever reason, they'll you know they'll save to their uh, share drive or whatever, and then you know people utilize it that way, or maybe they're using another Microsoft or SharePoint, you know, ShareFile, whatever, whatever they're using, and they'll try to do it that way. But I think there's just better tools inside of the Bluebeam uh, for working with PDFs in general, and one to me is actually the sessions, being able to launch a session. And have other people work in it that don't actually have a Bluebeam license, mind you. Like, that's the crazy part is you don't need a Bluebeam license to interact and see other people's changes um, and, and work in this cloud environment. You just need to install the free version of uh, Review, which is called View, um, and create your login, and away you go. Yep. Yeah, it's a great collaboration and then, feature. And then uh, to end, man, there's uh, a one really cool thing that you and I get to play around with, but not a lot of people get to play around with, and that is Studio Prime. And uh, so Studio Prime is, you know, Studio on steroids. It's it's Studio, but with more functionality. So you can automate things. You can automate folders. You can, like, uh, accept ADWG, convert it to a PDF, PDF, place it in another folder, and then, you know, like, you, there's so many automation things that you can do with uh, Studio Prime that, you know, you know, just save you a lot of time. Uh, oh, and, yeah. another, and then another factor of this is um, the integration with the um, uh, Autodesk, not Docs, what is it called now? Autodesk Build. Construction Cloud. Whatever. Yeah, the Construction Cloud, right? So, like, they used to have integration with BIM Collaborate or BIM uh, 360. Um, that kind of, I think it disappeared for most people. And I, from rumor has it that it's brought back. I haven't actually played with it, so I, I can't. Yeah, you were able to uh, send the the documents that you were working on the PDFs out to a PDF session. Yeah, you just uh, create a new session. session. Yeah, that's crazy, mm -hmm. man. Uh, from your documents right inside of uh, the the Autodesk stuff, so that was pretty cool. And that's something we'll have to test out, man. Um, uh, anything else you think people should know about Studio Prime? Did I steal your thunder? No, actually, dude, it was a good. It was a good. That was a good talk. Um, yeah, Studio Prime is great for those folder automations, like Joey said, converting DWGs, docs, or, you know, what Excel documents. You, there's a lot of different things you can set up, not just for file conversion, but for RFIs to set up your review process. If you want to stamp it, if you want to have, you know, things set up for notifying people of responsibility, things like that. It's kind of all encompassing. So it's a, it's a, a great workflow. Um, and I think... I think we pretty much covered it all except for spaces and sets. You know what? Sets. Oh, I'm man. Gonna, gotta I'm get gonna, sets. Go ahead. Gotta get sets in there because I, you know, a lot of times I, I start forgetting about them just because they can be, sets can be interesting to manage. They can be very difficult if you don't kind of know what you're doing with a set, right? In the sense that the set is not an actual, it is a PDF, but it's a reference of that PDF. Right, so we can combine this PDF together to make a, uh, it's a BCX, and, and essentially with this set file, it, it actually references back to the originals, but you can 
essentially set it up to where when you set up that 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 you know overall set file it's going to cut the size of that pdf down by a, a ridiculous amount but the cool the other cool thing that i've seen is that when you're utilizing a set and let's let's say like a studio project a lot of times when we get a, a combined document set a combined pdf we don't want everybody to see that combined pdf so if you have a mechanical team or you know a uh, a carpenter team or you have electricians or plumbers you know what have you they're going to want to see specific information when they're going out to the site or they're going to want to look at and review specific information they don't want to have to try and navigate through this you know 50 to 100 page document set trying to find the pages that are pertinent to them so what we like to do is take these sets and break them down into their individual disciplines or start breaking them down for our teams right the problem then becomes, though, managing all of those individual documents, right? Once you start breaking that PDF down, you got to try to manage all of those document sets that those people are opening up. And that's another huge thing that I've seen with our industry. Well, what if somebody that, makes a change in one of their documents exactly, you took care of? Exactly. That's it, dude. If they make a change within that one of those documents and not everybody else's documents are, are, are the same, Oh man, I mean, at that point, you know, everybody's out of version and you start getting questions about, hey, who's got the most recent version of this document set? Oh, I think Bob does, but you know what? Maybe not, uh, Chris actually downloaded, wait, Chris, when did you download? You know, you're trying to figure this out. Like, no, when you look at a, a set, the way that the set works is that, as I said, it's kind of a reference, right? To that act, to that PDF. And as we break that set apart, we can maintain a parent set so the entire document, you know, and then essentially break out those sets from that original document. And what's going to happen there is anytime that we insert a new document into our set, the rest of those documents are updated. So if we insert in a couple of architectural sheets some structural sheets, mechanical, what have you, all of those individual sheets that are being used by our, you know, field teams in this case, would be updated with those new documents. And the other cool part about this is whenever the people, let's say the field personnel, whenever they're in the field making comments or taking images or taking pictures and, and hyperlinking or even attaching them to the actual comment itself, the person who's, or the people who have access to that overall document will be able to see all of that information come back in. So I felt like that's, a very, very awesome feature that really, really helps with the collaboration kind of workflow and managing all of those documents. Yeah, it definitely helps with document management as you as you talk about, um, you know, being inundated with data and, oh, I've got an email from Steve on, you know, three weeks ago, and I think this is the latest set, but you were on vacation, you know, two weeks ago and you missed the set, <laughs> you didn't open it. You know, like there there are changes. There's just so much that goes get, that gets missed. But that's why I really like the idea of one hosting stuff in the cloud environment, but two also utilizing uh, these sets uh, in Bluebeam and keeping things up to date. Um, it's just a powerful tool. I think that really what we were trying to convey in this is, if you aren't using Bluebeam, give it a look. This is not a paid endorsement or anything like that. No. We're just believers in the technology. 
if you guys have something that you are using that you are, you know, doing something similar with, reach out to us. We want to know about it. Uh, Dave and I, we're, we're a bunch of apes. We don't really actually know outside of our, our um, purview, right? Like we've just got, we've got tools. We utilize those tools because they work for us. If there's something else you guys are utilizing, uh, let us know. And again, you know, we see what other people are doing. So we know this is a proven, proven workflow as well. Um, but that no, said, reach out things. to us. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Joe. I just wanted to say one thing before we get off here. If any of you have been trying these sets and trying to get them on an iPad and realizing that they're not working, just make sure that you're exporting to that uh, drawing log, right? If you export a drawing log, that's how you can essentially convert the sets over into something that the iPad will understand. Pro I just tip. wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, pro tip. I wanted to make sure I put that out there because I know some people have struggled with that, and that's a reason they wanted to abandon sets. That's not a reason to abandon it. It's just a workaround. Yeah, I need to. We need to get like sound effects for Pro Tip or something, man, or uh, bridging the gap. Oh man, yeah, uh, a lot of great stuff, man. I, I dig this episode. I um, I feel like you know the whole the whole thing of this is we just want more people to get invested in the technology and see how it can actually provide them an instant ROI, save time, uh, and make your, your quality, you know, just that much better. Um, I, the QTO functionality, man, that's, that to me is, is a uh, pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. So Bluebeam, great episode, man. Thanks, Dave. Um, but before we jump off, uh, we're going to start getting some swag pretty soon, soon, man. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but, uh, now we've uh, we've set up everything and uh, we've decided what we want. So uh, you guys stay tuned. We're gonna offer some swag up. We'll be doing some giveaways, some some big things. So um, with that, you know, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, you can impart some parting words of wisdom if you would like. Oh, I was gonna say uh, I'm just super happy to be here. You know. <laughs> and, happy no, to be thank here. You everyone. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. I'd like us. to thank God, my family. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Jesus and Oprah Winfrey. Thank you, thank you. Tom Cruise. And, and, and Mountain, sweet, sweet Mountain Dew. Love Mountain Dew. Code Red. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. Man. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, though. Um, yeah, any feedback that you guys have, anything that you've seen you know, out in the industry, anything new that you guys are seeing coming up, as Joey said, let us hear it. We'd love to hear about it. If you guys are using this or using, you know, different softwares, if you guys are using Bluebeam and pushing the envelope, shoot us a message and let us know. We'd love to see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. If you've uh, if you've got experience with with this and you you're using it a different way, let us know. If you um, like Dave just said, if you're using something else, uh, like come on the episode and talk to us. That's what we want. I want you to come talk to us about it. Um, you know. Dave and I aren't made of, you know, hours and hours and hours extra in the day than anybody else. So we're still trying to fit in like, oh, we can play with this software at this time and do this. But if you've got a experience with this software and you want to come talk about it, come let us know. We, we want to hear from from you guys. Um, and thanks again for making us the number two BIM podcast in the world. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. All right. Well, thank you all. I appreciate your time.